Player Two has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player Two has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most... Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc, and we're back for another exciting episode of Player Two has entered the podcast. That's right, episode 45. Ooh, baby. So, this week has been... It's been a week. You probably remember last week that I had talked about my dog. He's pretty sick. He's actually been really sick the last couple of weeks. He's 15. Mm -hmm. We're looking at possibly having to let him go. Well, unfortunately, that did actually occur this week. He passed away on Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Mm. We had to take him to the hospital. He had sepsis. It was a quality of life conversation, so we had to have him put down and... uh, I'd never actually been present for something like that. It was rough. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie, but he went very peacefully. It was just, it was just hard to do, I guess. Yeah, I miss him, and I'm really sad. And uh, you know, I love him, and I really appreciate everything he's done for our family. You know, there are pets, and then there are pets who transcend being pets, and they just become part of the family. And mm-hmm. that's what he was for us. I, I mentioned last week. I never really told the story about how we got him on the podcast, right? No, I don't think so. Well, if you'll indulge me, and if listeners, if you'll indulge me, I'd like to share that story in his memory today. So this was, he's 15, he's going to be 16 this year. So this was almost 10 years ago when this occurred. Yeah, this is a while back. We had a few unfortunate miscarriages with trying to get pregnant. My wife and I, we weren't able to have children, and we had some kind of midterm type losses. So it was a little rough. Mm-hmm. And we had, we were pregnant with twins, and I had just worked my ass off that year to like get a down payment for this house that we live in. We, we were having it built, and things were actually looking really good. We had a you know I'm not going to go into the details, but we had some surgery and stuff with my wife to like make sure that the twins kind of stayed in this time, so to speak. Right. And thing things were looking good, but unfortunately, it happened again, and we lost one of the twins at the beginning of June, right before we were about to, to move into our house. So I was dealing with the house and getting our stuff and getting things set up, and then also with her being in the hospital. And I took that whole month. I remember I was out that whole month off of work just by her side. That She ended up getting an, an infection, and we had to actually purposefully abort the second kid because if we didn't, it, it was her, the kid, basically. Right. And that was, it was rough. I got to spend about three hours with my, with my daughter. Her name was Hope and she passed away and we were very distraught. We spent the better part of that year building up a nursery and just in our hearts and our minds, a love for these children that we were going to have. And it was ripped away from us in a very slow and painful and long drawn out process. So when we got home, I could see the kind of the state my wife was in and I wanted to cheer her up. And they brought in a therapy dog while she was in the hospital and that seemed to cheer her up a lot. And I thought it might be not a bad idea to take her to the Humane Society. We could see some puppers there, maybe even get one, which I didn't really tell her about it, but I was thinking it. Right. And we went and we weren't really jiving with any of the dogs. They were too excited. And we, we, you know, they have this little area where you can hang out with the puppies or the younger dogs and they would just run off. They didn't care about us too much. And you know, it wasn't really working out. And we decided to talk to the, the employees there and we told them our story and then like our work schedule and what kind of dog we were looking for, that type of thing. And they're like, and they just mm-hmm. immediately named Kincaid. They're like, you want Kincaid for this sure. Dog. You want this dog. And so mm-hmm. we went to his cage to pick him up so we could go and spend some time with him, get to know him. And unlike all the other dogs who were just like, rah, 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 rah. And they're like pounding on the cage, like me, me, me. 
He is just <laughs> he had just given up. He was six years old at the time, and he was curled up facing away, like facing towards the wall. Yeah. And you know they called for him, and he obediently got up and walked towards us. And uh, my wife sat outside in a little caged area where you can meet the dog, and he just kind of walked up to her and like pressed his head against her, like I know, and like. I don't know. It was just, it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. It was like he was trying to comfort her and they immediately bonded. We adopted him. We took him home. He wasn't a replacement, obviously, for our kids, but he just filled that gap that we had in our hearts and that need to, to love something. I really think that he was a huge part of our healing process. He saved us, you know, because of what he did for us at that time and what he did for us all these years. Like, I, I'll never forget him and I'll be forever indebted to him. So... Rest in peace to the best dog that I've ever known in my entire life. And I'm happy that he's no longer in pain and he's in a better place. That one's for you, Kincaid. Kincaid. Love you, buddy. That was a good dog. dog. So, yeah, I've been a little bummed out lately, but I don't want that to stop the show. Because one of the things that cheers me up the most is doing this podcast and just catching up with you every week. So, Derek, help me out, man. Tell me some fun stories about thrifting and things. Give me all some right, pickup right, stories, right, baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, before I do that, I want to wish my mother a happy birthday. Oh, hey, happy birthday, it's her mom! Birthday today, Friday, April thirtieth. Happy birthday, mom! Love you. I know you don't listen to the podcast, but you probably should. Know you do. So yeah, please don't listen. <laughs> but also, happy birthday. <laughs> right. Love you. As far as pickups go, this week apparently was amiibo week. Mm, that's true. And, yeah, I never find amiibos. It's crazy. But I happened to be checking out a local game store disc replay, and somebody apparently traded in like their whole collection. Mm. So what I ended up picking up from there for you actually was the yeah. last U.S. amiibo that you needed was Mega Yarn Yoshi. Mega Yarn Yoshi is now mine. Woo! Yeah, I literally walked <laughs> up there. I was like, <gasps> Michael, <laughs> and then I looked it up, and I was like, <gasps> my wallet. <laughs> Because those of you that don't know, I, I give Michael deals on stuff because that's my boy, you know? And we yeah. do this podcast together. I appreciate fucked you. Up if I charged him the $250, $300 that it cost. No, I Amazon. appreciate you. So, I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? They had a Poochie, which is funny because you were looking for Poochie and I got that one for you before. Yeah, um, now you got another Poochie. The Mario Odyssey Amiibos with them all in their wedding, wedding attire. Mm. Found a Joker which is crazy because apparently he shot up in price. Like, yeah. it just, when did Joker come out? Like, not like this year, actually. Yeah. It was, I mean, yeah, I think he literally dropped. Yeah. Like a couple months ago, maybe even in yeah, March. And now he's like 70, $90. I'm like, Jesus, that's insane. It just came out. <laughs> that's Atlas fans, I guess. I don't know. Right. I never and, saw that uh, one coming. <laughs> yeah, me either. I can. I, I, Although I, I suppose I should have <laughs> played the game enough. Yeah, exactly. Next, the Samus and Metroid amiibo from Samus Returns on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Those uh, are good. Apparently, those, those are... are really hard to find. And the Metroid is so squishy. It's squishy. I love. I know. It. Isn't it cool? Yeah, I yes. got those actually super cheap. I'm so glad I did. Mm-hmm. I got them close to when they dropped. So. Yep, I got a Bayonetta Player One and Player Two amiibo. I actually got two player. Is Player 2 the first game version of her? No, Player 1, this is so weird. Player 1 is her short hair, so the second game version of her, and Player 2 is her long hair, the first game. Okay. It's weird. So I got two, yeah, I got two Player 2 versions. Okay. The Dragon Quest Hero. Okay. The Piranha Plant. Mm Mm-hmm. Kirby. Okay. And a Palico. 
the Palico Amiibo from Monster Hunter Rises. Yeah, that just came which out. It's crazy. Yeah. That just came out. So yeah. all these are like open box and everything. If they were sealed, that would have been so much sweeter. But it was really dope to find Amiibo. I spent way too much money. <laughs> and I always keep spending like three, five hundred dollars. Amiibo appreciates like a motherfucker, though. I'm going to talk oh, a little man. bit about that later on because it ties in some of my updates. But oh, man, dope. I can't believe how much they appreciate. But yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's kind of like. I want to get into like buying a bunch of them when they come out, but you just never know. You never know when Nintendo's going to reprint them, like with the Guardians. Yeah. I don't no, know. I feel you on that. I really do. It's I, like I kinda... with, it's like the same thing with Funko Pops. Like you, you just don't mm. know. I wish they would nuts. reprint some of them because I mean there are some that I, they're so expensive. I'll probably never get a hold of them. Like the two yeah, Japanese it's... I still need, like the the Box Boy and the Naviro. I don't. Mm-hmm. Psh, the odds of me getting those are real slim. So yeah, but you never know. You never know. out in these streets. I know you do. I appreciate you. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it for the Amiibos. Now, the next story is a upper and a bit of a downer. Mm-hmm. So I'm at Disc Replay on the west side of town. Okay. And there's this guy that works at a pawn shop that I frequent. And he's got like a stack of Vita games and DS games. Now, I'm just going to run through a few of the games that he had. So for the Vita, he had Sly Cooper Thieves in Time, mm. Muramasa Rebirth, mm. Metal Gear HD Collection, mm. Uncharted Golden Crown, Dragon's mm. Crown, mm. Hot Shot Golf. Mm. And if you know anything about Vita, now these days they have skyrocketed. Yeah, that's true. So Muramasa Rebirth, which you could get for at GameStop for like 20 bucks back in the day, is like $100 now. Damn. Dragon's Crown, $70. Wow. Sly Cooper, $60. Like just ridiculous prices. And he also had Chrono Trigger on the DS. Mm-hmm. He had that's nice Castlevania: Dawn of Sorrow, Portrait of Ruin, and Ooh. Order of Ecclesia. Ooh, and Ooh. I t- I said, "Hey man, you do the worst of the pot shop, right?" Oh man! So I kind of whispered to him. I was like, "Hey man, you know I buy and resell games too, man. If you wanna, if you don't wanna take what they give you, you know I'll give you a fair price. You know, whatever, whatever. Here's my number." He uh-huh. said, like, "Okay, cool." And they were gonna give him like a hundred in store credit. Oh my god. Yeah, and I think it's because, like, their system, they don't get them in too often, so it doesn't update Vita games and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, I was like, oh, yeah, he didn't take it. So, you know, he gets by the door and he's talking to me. And I'm like, yeah, man, just, you know, let me know. No pressure. Just, that's what I do, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and so he's like, okay. And you could tell it was, like, one of those situations where the other person feels kind of awkward about what's happening. Mm. So I kind of knew he wasn't going to call me. Yeah. Or let me know. Yeah. But then today, I went to the exchange on the east side of town. Keep in uh, mind, I saw him in Avon. Right. Now, Avon is about 30 minutes away from the exchange on Washington Street. Okay. 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 And so today, I go on the exchange, and tell me why I see the same motherfucking games he had in the exchange <laughs> already tagged and ready for sale. Dang. I was like, oh, yeah, brother. Because wow. he's black, too. So I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't do a brother like that. Solidarity be damned. Out. Mm. And here's, I don't know if he thought maybe I was going to try and stiff him on the price. But I was really going to give him a fair price. I was probably going to give him like 50% of what they're worth, which is more than he was going to get from the exchange. You probably should just offer the price from jump. You probably didn't know how legit you were. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. lesson learned. Shit. <laughs> I, asked him how much, I asked him how much he was trying to get. He was like, more than 100 in the store credit, I was like, well, shit, man, give me a number. I'd have been you like, hey, 300, let's go. <laughs> right. It's it, like, it was easily over a thousand. Yeah. In games. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
No, I bet. Yeah, so it's, it's very sad. I was very upset, but you know, you can't win them all. But no, it's still no. time. I'm like, really, brother? <laughs> you gonna do me like that, dude? You know, they didn't give him much more, if if at all, man. Oh you know, yeah, they didn't. I know. I mean, so. the exchange gives a bit more because they sell top dollar. Yeah, that's true. So they probably were giving them like maybe forty percent of the value of each one. I don't know. Just depends, but you know they, that's yeah, my they, said. They kind of trip in the exchange a little bit. I don't buy from them too often because they really shoot them prices up. I'm like, damn. Dude. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I love the exchange because sometimes I, I I catch them slipping sometimes. No, 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 me too. Also, me too. But also, like sometimes when on the trade credit stuff, uh-huh. they'll be dinging you on some dumb shit. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, that one. This controller has a smudge on it. I might have to clean that. <laughs> like, come on now. It's like, yeah, you're going to take $4 off for cleaning? Okay. Mm. Uh, your time ain't worth that. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's that That's that story, unfortunately. And now, here's a more funny story for you. So, now, last week I was telling y'all about how I was doing the Nintendo Switch Lite trades. So I buy a brand new Switch Lite. I post it on Facebook. We'll trade for other games and stuff. I let people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I let people know up front, hey, I buy and resell games or in an online game store. And they're like, okay, cool. Because then you know that I have to make money. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> some people just don't give a shit. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I'm going to read, yeah, I'm going to read some of the responses I get. Okay, is this still available? Yes, it is. Okay, how much? They didn't read the description. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I say, read the description. And they said, I have a PS3, but no controller. Wow. So. <laughs> right. Apparently, that's what they want for that. And then someone else said, hey, man, I have a PS3, but it's locked and needs an original wired PS3 controller. Easy fix. It's just I don't have the controller. Safe motor or whatever. If mm. you're interested, hit me up. I'm like, you want to trade a brand new Switch Lite for a non-working locked PS3? <laughs> wow. Okay. This is the last one I'm going to do because there, there's so many of them. But this one is the funniest. Is it still available? Yes, it is. And the price that I put is $1, like, just because it's a bullshit price. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Is it $1? Ugh. No. Must be how the much? first day on the internet. Bruh. <laughs> how much? Read the description. And then she sent back, oh. <laughs> That's okay. where I was going to send back, oh, indeed. But he told me not to. Yeah. Although uh, sometimes they... I want to be such a dick, man. Well, I mean, I the fact, did you have to write O? Are you could? Are you? I mean, you could have right. just wrote, wrote nothing, or oh okay. my mistake, or I don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's fair wild, enough. But uh... no, I remember, I remember buying and selling stuff online and whatnot, and how fun that was, and I gave that up, especially nowadays. But yeah, whew. yeah, good stuff. Wild. That's what's been going on with me, man. Yeah, well, this week I got shit. myself a new games tracker because the old one I used, which I had a paid version of the app, because I don't mind paying for something if it gives me, you know, decent use. I had something mm. called VG Collection Tracker Pro, and I use it okay. to track all my video games and various stuff like is it digital, is it physical, how much I paid for it, when I got it, stuff like that, just so I keep track of it, right? Right. And they had an update in like a year, and then all of a sudden it wouldn't connect to games databases anymore. Like I, I used to be able to enter in the name, and then a games database would pull up all the data on the game, so I wouldn't have to go searching for it. So I didn't just have to enter right. the personal stuff, like what I paid, where I got it from, shit like that. And then I go and I check the reviews, and people were saying online, like rating it one star, like it's not supported anymore, no one reaches out from customer service, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, great, it's just a dead unsupported app now. Awesome. That's a thing. <laughs> 
So I went searching for a new app, and I found this one called Game Eye, or Game Y-E, because I kind of starts into the end of game. It actually tracks video games and Amiibos, and it automatically pulls the Metacritic scores of the games that you enter in, and it has barcode tracking, which the other one did too, so I could just scan barcodes. But it also tracks the value depending on if you say you have complete in box or like just the disc or just the box in the manual or just the you know without the manual like it actually tracks that level of worth for your collection and right. that's actually pretty cool so i went and scanned all my physical games the only thing i didn't scan this this will probably actually significantly up the worth of my collection now that i think about it i have several indie box pc games remember indie box mm-hmm. I imagine they're probably worth a decent amount, so this is without those. But my game collection, as it stands right now, is worth almost $30,000. I was like, hey. Ooh. Not bad. Not bad. So that was cool. You want to know the system that's worth the most money that I own, like as far as the games? PS2, probably. PS2, yeah. Yeah. PS2, then Switch, and then GameCube. And GameCube is probably one of my smaller collections, but that just goes to show you how much they go for, the GameCube games. Right. Now, my Amiibo collection really surprised me. I have 198 pieces. One is a duplicate because I have Ken Loose and Ken in Box. But I have 198 Amiibos out of what they say is supposed to be 223 total. So I'm not exactly sure how they track. They probably use like the cereal box Amiibo and all kinds of other stuff. But yeah. guess how much that collection's worth? Mm, I don't even know, man. Like 3, o- over $5,000. Damn. Talk about Amiibos appreciate like a motherfucker. And a lot of them are Bruh. loose. That's the thing. I mean, I have a few inbox, yeah, but a crazy. lot of them are loose, man. Yeah, I, that's the thing with Amiibos. I found that inbox or not, most of them tend to stay around the same price. They go for it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So shit is crazy. Wow. So that was kind of cool. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of work to have to take thousands of pieces of media and then like re-enter them into a system. So mm. it's it's something I'm working on. Like, I got the physical stuff done this week, and now I'm working on all my digital stuff. And I like to track things, because sometimes I like to, like, hit the random game button or organize by system. Like, I really want to play something on the PS3, but I don't know what I want to play. What games do I have on PS3? And then sometimes, I hate that I'm like this, but I am like this. Sometimes I'm out and about, like, I'm at a disc replay or a game store, and I see a game that I'm interested in. I'm like, do I already have this, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the tracker helps because I can look it up, and it'll show me, like, yeah, you do have it. You have two copies, actually. So like, then I can, like, hold off from buying it. But this is cool because it immediately tells me how much the game is worth, too. So I know if I'm overpaying or not. Dope. Might be even something that you, you might want to consider. Although you're really, I don't know if you what school you go to or if you just have this all in your head like you're a computer. You're really good at <laughs> assessing the worth of games like almost instantly when I usually have to do a little bit of research. Like it's yeah, just because I mean, you do it so much or? Yeah, well, some games, you know, I've seen them so much and I just kind of know. Mm. But a lot yeah, of I times I just job, take out. Yeah, yeah, I just kind of take out my app, my eBay app and scan it. Oh, so you use eBay app. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. And Amazon app. Mm-hmm. Amazon app, you can actually scan the picture mm-hmm. and the barcode, and if, and they'll give you the same. Well, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right, right. <laughs> Just depends. That's cool. Yeah. That's real cool. All right. Well, speaking of real cool, speaking of fucking crazy, actually, we haven't talked a whole lot about Invincible since we said we were both feeling it back when it first dropped on Amazon. But Invincible's yeah. season finale actually dropped today as, as far as recording goes. Yeah. Friday. I caught up today's episode and last week's episode because I hadn't seen it yet. And I 
Who like I kind of want to yeah I was gonna say I kind of want to get into spoilers a bit so if any of our listeners haven't seen all of Invincible first of all if you don't mind something incredibly violent and oh my god is it incredibly violent I mean it's Mm -hmm. animated but it is incredibly violent I would say give it a shot I think it's written really well and I really enjoy the show from start to finish but Mm -hmm. yeah maybe hit the timestamp for games we're playing because I think we're gonna go into it for a bit I just want to say as a whole. I talk a lot of shit about anime, right? And I think one of the things that really bugs me about anime is some of the anime I don't like writes itself into a corner and then just writes a solution on the spot. Like, well, it's true. You've defeated all my jutsu, but you don't know about my secret um, deus ex machina jutsu. And then, you know, and then they win. And you're just like, that shit wasn't set up or earned. Right. And and what's weird is in the universe of Invincible, where you have so many different superpowered individuals, and then you're including like the universe. You know, the fact that one of the main characters is a Viltrumite, he's from the a planet way far away, like a Superman analog, basically. Right. They come out of nowhere with stuff, and you don't really know what the power level is. Like when Battle Beast showed up and just fucked everybody, you're like, "Who is this guy?" Right. right. <laughs> and normally that would bug me, but I I stay engaged with the show, and I really enjoy the show, and I realized that you can write a series like that where stuff does come out of left field as long as the characters and the situations and the way that everybody reacts around that new piece of information or that new event that occurs, how it's written in. And you don't necessarily have to set it up ahead of time as long as everything feels organic once it shows up. Right. I just just thought that was interesting. Because it would be one thing if... You say Invincible is helping that guy and he knew about Battle Beast and how strong he was. And he was like, oh, yeah, Battle Beast. I know about this guy. And he's like, what? (laughs) But it was (laughs) just it came so out of left field for everybody. It kind of felt like it fit, you know, like there could be somebody like this strong in the universe or the the last episode today when they brought that old one style Cthulhu like giant beast that Mm -hmm. Omni-Man had already defeated in Japan once. Like, oh, yeah, we augmented him. Right. (laughs) It just... We gave it uh, juice. Yeah, we gave we gave it juice and we gave it drugs. Gave it a Capri Sun, baby. It, 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 it was forever grateful. Now it's gonna kill you. Right. But man, oh man, like that whole ending where Omni Man just shows his true colors, and you kind of called it, and so did I in a way. But we both thought, okay, this Viltrumite planet that he talked about, shit ain't actually like that, and it turns out to be right. true. They are like Spartans to the extreme. They don't just toss weak babies. They killed half their planet just to see who was the stronger half. And then right, they which took I was that like, philosophy. what the hell? I know, that was crazy. <laughs> and then they took that philosophy and started spreading out to other planets. Like, you will live under our empire because we're so strong. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> just, oh, my God. It was so much more basic but also more terrifying than I ever could have imagined. And Yeah, and the fact, well, the fact that they were doing it less efficiently before yeah. they started sending one person to each planet. It was just like, mm-hmm. imagine a gang of fucking filter mites. Yeah. Just showing up and fucking killing everybody. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Anybody that resisted and just being like dumb, unfathomably strong. Because mm. that's the thing. Omni-Man is very strong. And the only thing that really saved Mark's life was just him actually having had grown feelings for his family. Yeah, that little it, bit of humanity that he obtained. Yeah. And he somehow magically busted out the same amount of teeth that Mark was missing from the memory he remembered about him at the ball game. I was like, oh, that's Bruh. cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got his teeth back, by the way. Do Viltrumites grow back their teeth or are all those I mean, they just have to. pearl installs or whatever? I like, guess do they, they have to. 
Did they just give him fake teeth? <laughs> I'm just give trying to figure it ears. out. Yeah. I don't know, because the same thing with uh, Rex Splode, he got his teeth back that he got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't I don't know. Teeth just grow Maybe back and invincible. Like, we don't care. Yeah. yeah. I love how his eyes remained bloodshot red like the entire episode, because it made it seem more intimidating and just made him seem crazier. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's like, what the, what the hell is wrong with you, man? I noticed Dude. that. Yeah. <laughs> Mark thought for sure someone was controlling him. Just like, dude, stop. He's like, no, it's, it's me. me. It's I'm daddy. terrible. <laughs> yeah, and him just continually trying to persuade Mark that humans the lives worst are way. worthless. It, oh my god, it was terrible. I was on, on the verge of crying when he said, well, the fact that he said that he's going to live for thousands of years. So now I'm like, well, how old is Omni-Man now? Because mm-hmm. at first when they're fighting, I'm like, Okay, Mark, I feel like Mark should be able to, like, hold his own a little bit. But no, if he if his dad is 2,000 years old and he's fucking 17, of course he's not going to be able to. And that's the thing. Because you like have to assume they get stronger. He's like, yeah. what's 17 years? I'll just make another, I'll make another one of another you. One. And, called, like, oh, and called his wife. Said his wife was like a pet to him. I was like, fuck, dude. Yeah. And she had to hear all that and watch the love of her life beat their son to death. I was like, this is... I can't even imagine how Mark's mom feels. Like, I oh, can't even man. begin to imagine. The and whole Jay, thing was like a psychological <laughs> mindfuck, dude. Yeah, we got to give it up for J.K. Simmons, man. Yeah. No, he was it was great. Delivering. Him mm-hmm. and Stephen Yoon. Mm-hmm. Everyone on that show, pretty much. Yeah, I love fun. that show. I love that show. Good yeah, performance. He was like, think, Mark, in 500 years, everyone you love is going to be dead. Then what are you going to have? And he said, I'd still have you, Dad. I'd still have you, Dad. Oh. <laughs> oh my god he said that even after he got the fuck beat out of him <laughs> yeah he loves us and that's where omni-man fucked up and i don't get why he thought mark would just be on board because he didn't right. raise him to be a sociopath he raised him to be a good kid and he raised him among humans if as soon as he got that baby if he was just like psh, smacked his wife and then left and then he right. raised the baby to be like this kind of hateful viltramite loyal little uh, piece of shit little gremlin yeah then it would it would make more sense for him to be like incredulous like why won't you help me kill all your friends and take over right. the planet why don't fucker? you understand i explained yeah. everything to i you. explained <laughs> it should be self-evident what that you're a fucking asshole dude right <laughs> imagine if he you said, were raised on Viltra- be, oh go ahead he <laughs> said, you're not gonna <laughs> you're gonna betray your responsibility to Viltra. he said i don't give a shit about Viltra. <laughs> Like, fuck Viltra, Mike. Fuck way, you. The way he delivered that line was great. Oh, it was Shut good. Up, yeah, it was so <laughs> indignant and just like, F you, dad. But I mean, what else could he do? You know, right. I loved it. I loved it. And yeah. man, when he was trying to get Mark to snap, just forcing his head through that entire subway train of people he was murdering oh in front of Mark's eyes. That was so crazy. So crazy. I was, like, I was trying to figure out the physics of it all. And then I just gave up. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I was just like, I, I was like, okay, so... I guess running into their bodies is tearing them apart. I don't know. Well, it was it was an immovable object getting hit with an yeah. unstoppable force, and the unstoppable yeah. force did stop eventually. And I think just right. the jerk <laughs> of all that and the flying metal and debris and everything just fucked everybody. It was yeah. like a, he it, he basically turned that subway car into a shredder because yeah. all the metal bent before them, and then everybody inside just hit edges. Yeah, well, it's fucking crazy. It was crazy. Let's and talk about Immortal coming back to life just to get fucking killed again. <laughs> I know, but it looks like they're going to bring him back, though, because they had him at the I hospital. know, and he's going to get killed again. I know, I know. he is. I think that's going to be, that's like the running gag of the show, is that Immortal keeps coming back to life and keeps getting fucking killed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is Immortal, <laughs> after yeah. all. It's like, 
Yeah, he's like Vandal Savage. But he I, basically is. He's Vandal Savage, only he's a good guy. And, and, he's, and, doesn't, and he fucking sucks. <laughs> and, of course, Robot's whole dealings with the clones and what he was doing came to light in the last episode. Well, I mm-hmm. didn't know what he was doing at all until in the last episode he said when he had the glitch or whatever. And he goes, that will be resolved soon. And I was like, the clone right. is for his body. Right. <laughs> you know, and then all that stuff went down. And it, w- Between him and the Guardians of the Globe and the two clone guys... And the whole entire planet of Mars being taken over by those sentient beings. Like, there's all these chess pieces moving of good and bad guys. But I feel yeah. like eventually they're all going to culminate in a force against the Viltrumites. Yeah. I feel like it, somehow. Even the worst of the worst. Battle Beast is going to come back into play. They actually showed him again briefly at the end. I was like, uh, yeah, where's he at? I was right. surprised he didn't just notice... Or get called. I'm, I wonder if he knows about Viltrumites. You know what I mean? I think every. I think everyone but fucking Earth knows about the Viltrumites. It sounds like it because then you have Seth, even Seth Mars Rogen. was like. <laughs> no, no, you're right. No, even Mars knew about him. You're right. You're right. What would they say? I can't remember in the episode. He said, uh, "I'm the king of Mars. Of course, I know about fucking Viltrumites." Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> but then he looked I know at the, who you are. No, but then he looked at the other guy, and the guy was like, "Oh, like, That's I thought true. He, he, did. he was bullshit." Yeah, he was bullshitting. But the Federation of Planets, or whatever that Seth Rogen's character is from, like when he came back, like, "Hey, there's a vulture my living on Earth," and then right. <laughs> Mark was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> and that so was he, cute. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of funny, and they had that exchange. But it sounds like there's a lot of people out in the universe that are against the Viltrumite Empire, and Mark and Earth may be the key to possibly defeating them. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It's been renewed for seasons two and three, so that's exciting. Yeah, I'm going to hear for it. I, I actually really, really enjoyed the show. I mean, some of the episodes did feel like filler, like the college episode. But yeah. obviously it set a few things up, too. But for the most part, I mean, shit was just wild from start to finish. Yeah. So uh, it really had me invested. And it feels like the Game of Thrones of animated comic book shows. Because people yeah. can just die. It's just going to happen. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can't really get attached to too many people. Even Mark, I was like, Mark might die today. <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't and sure you know, if he was going to stick you, around. But you're bringing up Game of Thrones, and now that I think about it, they did not show outside of King's Landing. They didn't show a whole lot of civilians. Mm-hmm. Like just just something I was thinking about. So civilians weren't really in the crossfire that often, except for that last season. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, boy. Yeah, and so far this show feels more planned and well thought out like the beginning of game of thrones rather than the hot mess that became after like season four or whatever but um right we'll have to wait and see how things go but it, again listeners people if you're not mm. watching invincible what are you doing with your life get on it also i gotta say i don't know if it's just a pandemic or if it's just luck or what's going on or if i'm changing i don't remember watching this many fucking tv shows in my life <laughs> doesn't it feel like we're just constantly barraged by like awesome tv shows lately yeah i think it's that so much new stuff is coming like me i used to watch a bunch of old shit that i missed mm. i never was like watching stuff week to week right until game yeah, of either. thrones came out game of thrones is like the first thing uh, was coming on week to week that i was like oh i gotta catch this every week every that's week. true that's true watch it mm-hmm. yeah but but now it's like like you said we're getting bombarded with just quality shit because they know they can't they can't slip yeah you can't slip 
I feel like we kind of have to thank Netflix for that. Netflix definitely kind of pioneered, I think, taking TV, especially streaming, more seriously and putting money into it. And then mm-hmm. once everybody else saw, like, oh, shit, people actually watch and enjoy and talk about that. You know, the Disney Plus came through with their shows. They got good Star Wars show- shows, good Marvel shows, and they've all been pretty decent and entertaining. And Netflix continues to put out their shit, waiting on that, that Stranger Things whenever that happens. I, again, right. pandemic They're going to be fucking grown. Amazon's actually putting out good shit. You know, a lot of people really enjoy The Boys. Now we got Invincible. It's just, mm-hmm. man, I don't know, man. It's, I just feel spoiled for spoiled for choice when it comes to content. There's even going to be a few other things we're going to talk about later on, particularly what we're feeling, that type of thing, where it's just like even more. It's just the hits keep coming. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, speaking of the hits, I want to talk to you about what you've been playing this week, man. This is a video game show. Aside from a few pickup stories and Amiibos, we need to talk more video games. I got to know, man. Derek, this week, what you been playing? Yeah, so, you know, I finished Super Mario 3D World on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Me and Vicky started up Bowser's Fury. Okay. Pretty dope. Love that I can control the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Just like uh, in Odyssey. Like Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, we were playing the two-player, and the two-player is a bit flawed. Yeah. Because that can't, you both can control the camera. Mm-hmm. And that just leads to all types of hijinks that, you know, somebody's off screen, somebody's fucking off and hitting something that's not there. Like, it's just. Well, try just giving the second controller to a five year old and tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I gave it to a 31 year old and it was fucking nuts. <laughs> right? <laughs> At least your wife is trying to work with you. My son right. just wants to watch the world burn. <laughs> right, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I get, we got to the point where we collected, I think the first five cat shines that you need mm-hmm. to turn into Giga Mario or whatever. I haven't done it yet. I just I stopped when I got the fifth one because she had fell asleep. I was like, I've just been enjoying. I don't know playing games with her. That's it's nice. been really fun. Yeah, it's been really fun. And to segue into my next point, I've been playing Final Fantasy X mm-hmm. all week long. I've oh, played okay. it for like probably ten hours this week. I'm replaying it because I told this. This was episodes ago. Oh yeah, I yeah. started replaying it so, so Vicky that, can uh, watch it. Vicky could yeah experience the story, mm-hmm. and she's actually really enjoying it. Yeah, it's a great and game. It, yeah, it's so fun to like go through and poke fun at all the shit that's like stupid, mm-hmm. especially from her point of view. Like when a cutscene comes up mm-hmm. and they look drastically different, and I'm like, but babe, you have to put yourself in 2001. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this looks amazing. She's like, "Oh yeah, it looks fucking amazing for 2001." Yeah. Is she <laughs> talking about like, like in in-game graphics versus CG cutscene? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like they'll enough. look completely different, but oh, yeah. in 2001, like they changed the face models in the remastered version. That's true. So in the original version, Which they I look hated, much more the like way. this. Yeah. yeah. Like Yuna looks crazy. Mm-hmm. Tita's alright, but yeah no thank you i I feel like either i got used to it or they did improve with iteration because when i first played the hd version on ps3 first of all i didn't have the option to listen to the original soundtrack which pissed me off because i didn't like the new arrangement and the models really especially titus actually looked really messed up to me and i was like i don't like how they changed the face and then when i played the switch version recently i wasn't as bothered and i could listen to the original soundtrack and eventually i switched over to the new range because i wanted to try out more of their tracks and it sounded better not better than the original but better than i remember it sounding when i first listened to it on ps3 so i feel Mm -hmm. like there may have been some improvements or i've just softened on the changes over time yeah i think probably softened over time 
You think so? Because okay, their, their faces don't look great. <laughs> 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 they don't look great, but that's okay. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a 20-year-old game. Yeah. You do what you can, mm-hmm. but it's still beautiful. It's still amazing. Mm-hmm. Another thing about Final Fantasy X, and this was never the case. I've played and beaten this game probably mm, five times since mm. it came out. And I never once used Waka as much as I have this time. Really? <laughs> this playthrough, yes. Mm. Waka is a fucking tank. Oh yeah, not a tank, but uh, he's a monster. Like he yeah, has really high yes. attack stats, and he hits I was, almost every time. I was time. just like, "What the fuck?" Because I I never used Waka really, so I wasn't upgrading his sphere grid as much as I could. Mm-hmm. He has but the best overdrive I'm, too, man. Like literally the best overdrive. I thought his overdrive used to be shit, and now I'm like, "Wow, this thing is nuts." Probably because you were using Orox or Status Reels when Attack Reels after they came out after Attack Reels. Attack Reels is what you got to use. Right now, I only have Elemental. Oh, okay, and well, I don't I don't remember how to get the other ones. Get them as you play. Blitzball. Oh fuck! I'm so not playing blitzball. You don't, you don't so have to play go. a ton, but here's the thing: <laughs> you might want to. Here's the thing: so attack reels is just one or two hits or none, and it's really easy mm-hmm. to get three twos in a row. If you get three twos in a row, it goes from six hits to twelve, and then when mm. you get him strong enough, that's twelve hits of ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine damage. It is singularly probably the best attack in the game. Maybe save for, like, I don't know, Anima doing the punchy oh, yeah. punch. Or, mm-hmm. or the, the Mega Sisters with, like, a lot of their damage. But I don't even know if they do 12. But he is so easy to beef up. And then just, I was using him late game to farm a lot of the tougher monsters so I could finish out the Spirit Grid just so I could fight Dark Aeons. It is impossible right. to beat a Dark Aeon without Waka. Yeah, I don't even think I'm going to attempt doing the dark aeons no you'd have to put in hundreds of hours and i know that you don't have the patience for that but uh oh, if yeah, you no, ever do you. walk as your man <laughs> oh yeah because right now i just made it to the calm lands mm-hmm. so this is like grind central mm-hmm. a lot of people quit you... in the calm lands <laughs> right <laughs> a lot of people lose their way in the calm lands buddy yeah man a lot of and, a lot uh, of summoners end their pilgrimage in yeah the a lot of lands. random random x summoners show up and <laughs> tell you shit that's going down <laughs> you find out lulu actually used to be a guardian right. and fucked up then you're like oh yeah, yeah. You, you did this before and you're bad at and it now we're, okay we're doing it again okay all right well <laughs> but yeah waka's a fucking beast i find myself i'm older mm-hmm. therefore i am wiser mm-hmm. when True. this game came out i was 11 years old mm-hmm. so the strategy of using all these different abilities just was not there so now i find myself using riku using luck getting everybody's luck up mm. and realizing that oh luck correlates with getting critical hits and mm. evasion and stuff like that i'm mm. using reflex to get my evasion up i'm customizing my aeons I'm giving veil for Fyraga, which helped me beat belgamine's shiva like in three fucking turns like it's just oh, yeah i, threw, it's I used nice. to throw a lot of stat points into bahamut and then eventually anima when i got him because after that it's over it's a wrap right so it's just it's nice to see that as i've aged i am now able to enjoy this game that i've beaten so many times even more that's great man and yeah it has me feeling maybe i need to go back and play kingdom hearts 2 because you know these two games are kingdom hearts 2 is my favorite game Mm. And Final Fantasy X is not far behind it. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll play some Kingdom Hearts 2 next. Yeah. I don't know. I just, ah, I hate getting caught up in old games, but I love it at the same time. Because, you know, I got a backlog. 
and it's not as big as it used to be because some games I just chopped off my backlog. I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. going back to play that. So you know, yeah, man, I can't I'm always take this advice, but let me impart some advice to you as far as the backlog is concerned. I mean, yeah, it's there. Don't worry about it too much. Just play whatever brings you joy. And if that yeah, yeah. means you're not progressing into your backlog and you're going and playing a game that you love for the 80th time, if you really do enjoy playing it, fucking just play it. Don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. Games are meant to yeah. be enjoyed, and it's okay to be a collector and buy shit you're never going to open. I mean, first world problems, whatever, it's fine. Right. Do it. Hey, pro tip, by the way, you may already know this. For reflex and luck and focus and cheer... You can use them up to five times as far as stacking, and then after five times, oh, they don't stack anymore. So there's stack. a limit. Yeah, they oh. stack. They stack up to you five times. my world. Yeah. So changed my world. All right, buddy. So that, that'll help you out. So a <laughs> yes. little, little pro tip there from one Final Fantasy ten player to another. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> well, speaking of uh, players, man, I've been playing a lot of games this week, so I'll try mm-hmm. to go through most of them as quickly as possible. I don't want to make this episode too long, but I... You know, I finished, I rolled credits on Persona 5 Strikers last week, and then I had my last Persona 5 Strikers episode on Tuesday, and I did extra stuff. I fought the secret boss, which I won't ruin who it is, but people who've played Persona games before can probably guess who it might be, especially if they've lingered in a dungeon a little too long and heard some chains. Mm? Oh, Mm? well, there it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, again, not a huge spoiler, but it happens after you basically do all the requests. And then once okay. you defeat that secret boss, Lavenza allows you to do New Game Plus file. Mm-hmm. And you can actually, when you go in the New Game Plus, you can keep all your levels and your personas and everything. And you can start what's called Merciless Difficulty. You cannot switch to the Merciless Difficulty once you select it. And to give you an example of how hard it is, do you remember the opening of Persona 5 Strikers where you're fighting you know, regular shadows, you're fighting mm-hmm. jack-o'-lanterns and mm-hmm. pixies? Lily's. Pixies, yeah. And the Pixies use Zeo. The Pixies could kill Joker, who had 99 in all of his stats. They could kill him with Zeo if they hit him twice. Oh, my God. So that's what I'm working with right now. I have a team of Persona. (laughs) I literally had to switch to Thor so I wouldn't die from getting hit with an electric attack. So now I have to think about what my Persona will absorb or null as far as damage is concerned. And I have Mm -hmm. to be extra careful about when I get hit. So I can deal damage. It almost feels like, this is a weird comparison to make, it almost feels like lethal difficulty in Ghost of Tsushima, how you could dish out a lot of damage, but you could also take it not very well either. So it felt like you could kill an enemy in one hit, but they could kill you in one hit. It feels a lot like that in Merciless Difficulty in Persona 5 Strikers. I'm at the top of my game. I grinded out a perfect team. I went into Merciless as prepared as you could possibly be. And I'm still always on the always on the edge of getting bodied, and it's exhilarating. So um, I'll probably be playing that casually from now on, going through merciless difficulty. I'll let you know if I, I the game hinted there's some new shit in that game mode, but the story would be the same. So I don't know what that means. If there's like extra bosses, I'll Maybe let you know if I see anything cool. Upgraded though. personas. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Well, there is one persona you get access to only in New Game Plus, but you don't have to be on merciless difficulty, and that's Lucifer. So. Okay. Yeah, everybody else, including Metatron, you can get in your first one run through. So, okay. And obviously, you don't have near as many Persona and Persona Five Strikers as you do in Royal. But I, I get that because they all have to be modeled a certain way and they're right. voice acted. Because Joker will say all their names, <laughs> and they right. all have, you know, like uh, finishing Showtime animations. Legion. Yeah, exactly. 
I played some more Grand Theft Auto Five, and I ran across. Do you remember the missions where you met the guy like in the like not like a Central Park area, but whatever the equivalent is in L.A. And the guy's like, legalize marijuana. Hey, sir. Yeah, are these the uh, missions where you get, you get high? high. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And aliens attack <laughs> you and you have to use like a minigun. And clowns yeah. and yeah, yeah, silly shit. Yeah, and it, I just thought it was funny because that game was made so long ago that weed was not legal in California yet. I was like, what? That's crazy. Oh, my God. Because it feels like weed's been legal in California forever, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, they definitely took a play out of St. Rose look. St. Rose as far as... Oh, oh, that. You're right. They got a little wacky. I liked how Mm -hmm. they made it still kind of realistic because you're just basically tripping the whole time. Right. But it it was a lot of fun to shoot aliens (laughs) with a minigun just randomly Mm -hmm. early on in the game, too. Like, you get that uh, mission from Michael super early before you even meet Lester. Just thought that was cool. For Brawlers, I dusted off the 360 and I played some X-Men Origins Wolverine. Okay, I remember and, that. And uh, it is still so good. The character yeah. models and the cutscenes, and of course the movie it's emulating is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but just the moment-to-moment gameplay and thrashing people as Wolverine in an M-rated game, just yeah, I just I remember his leaping being so awesome. Yeah, just leaping from enemy to enemy. Yeah, and it's definitely them. crucial. You want to keep moving around so you don't get hit too much, especially when you have a lot of enemies with guns. But, yeah, it's it's really good. It's so good, in fact, that I made Monday a part one, and I think I'm going to run through that game on Mondays for Brawl and finish it before I move on to another beat-em-up. All right. Yeah, uh, expect more X-Men Origins Wolverine stories. So far, I got through the lab where they took away his powers momentarily and you had to kind of sneak around, which sounds annoying, but actually ended up being kind of interesting. And I'm towards the end of it now where I save that girl that's teleporting me around. So that is where I am at. Tokyo Jungle. I finally got... I've been having so much trouble getting my components to HDMI working for me to capture footage. Because I have to use components on PS3 because the HDCP or the HD copyright protection is permanent. You can't toggle it. So you can't Mm -hmm. stream PS3 directly through an HDMI cable. And the problem I was having with my components is it would just, the footage on my OBS would freeze every few seconds. I told you about the problems I was having PS2. Same thing with PS3. And it inexplicably just started working while I was fiddling with it on Thursday. And I was like, what? So... I thought about, I had to play a one-off because we're planning on playing Returnal for the mainstream next week, but it's not coming out until today, and I didn't really have anything else to do in Persona 5, so I needed kind of like a holdover or a one-off, so I decided to play Tokyo Jungle because you could play as a dog, and I thought that that'd be a cool way to, yeah. So I dedicated the episode to Kincaid, I played as a Pomeranian, I played as a Sika Deer, I played as a Golden Retriever. That was the longest gameplay section I got through like 54 years so for those who don't know, there's a survival mode in Tokyo Jungle. It's post-apocalyptic Tokyo. All the humans are gone. All the pets are becoming feral and fending for themselves. Animals escape from the zoo. So you, you could run into a feral fat cat or a porcupine, or you could run into a hippopotamus or a monkey. Like, it just yeah. eventually you run into, like, velociraptors. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. So it gets really wacky. From? <laughs> and you, you get caught in this gameplay loop where there's missions you can do, like mark a certain number of areas or attack a certain number of other animals if you're carnivore, that type of thing. And the idea is you go through cycles of life, about 15 years for a dog. So you want to eventually 
and mark all the territory in an area of the map and then find a mate and then have the next generation. The better the mate, the more puppies that you get in your litter. And then all those puppies are basically extra lives because they'll all like follow you around and they'll be there if you get killed and the next puppy will kind of take your place. And yeah, you go in this loop. And so you try to survive as long as you can. And the years go by like really fast. Like I would say from one year to the next, it's maybe like 60 seconds. Maybe longer than that. I don't know because it felt like I was playing for a long time. But I played up through like 54 years before I got just annihilated by a million lions. I attacked one lion by itself and then all of a sudden the map was full of lions. I was like, where did all these lions? It almost felt like Tokyo Jungle was like, okay, you've played long enough in this run. We need to end it for you. I was surviving too well. (laughs) It just it felt cheap a little bit, but I had a ton of fun with it. And I think it's super cheap. Like, I don't know if it's still... I remember getting it for, like, a dollar, but I feel like it's still a couple of dollars on PSN. So yeah, it was free at one point on PlayStation Plus, and that's when mm-hmm. I had it. So Oh, that's when you got I it? I still have that PlayStation, so I could re-download it. If I it is hmm. so fun. Oh, my God. And the DLC, you can actually get a, a businessman to play as. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> or a Cro-Magnon man, so you can run around as humans if you want to in that game. And then oh, yeah. there's a couple other DLC characters that they didn't put. There's enough animals in the main game that you don't really need to buy a DLC if you don't want to. But either way, it's cheap, it's accessible, it's a fun time, it's a good little arcade experience. I recommend it highly. I tried out the Metopia demo that came out for Switch. And I sent videos of you because I have, back from our Smash parties, I have me's of you and Vicky and my other mm-hmm. friends and Kristen and everybody else. And so I was populating my village and the party with the different me's that I had and <laughs> having fun with how the videos are playing out. It's a fun little basic RPG that has elements of like character bonding. It plays well with amiibos. I was scanning in like a bunch of outfits from my amiibos and getting tickets for like extra gold or access to items and stuff like that. Honestly, I had a lot more fun with it than I thought I was going to have. Like, it definitely feels basic. I still don't think they should charge 60 bucks for it. I feel like I would probably buy it if it was 30 or less, to be honest. And I would have a really good time with it and not regret it. But that's one to keep an eye on, I think, especially if it goes on sale. Cool. Um, I played the Simpsons game, PS3 version that I bought from you. Okay. It's Yeah, it's pretty neat. I like the concept, and I like the fact that they go over a lot of video game tropes and stuff, especially from that time period when the game came out. It was cool to right. see a lot of the Simpsons-style spoofs of like Metal Gear Solid and other games. Mm-hmm. The camera is just constantly fighting you and making you want to not like the game. And some of the platforming, and they, there's a lot of platforming in the game, is really wonky. And I think that holds it back from being really decent. It's fun and enjoyable, but... I spent just as much time being frustrated as I was having a good time with it. And I I spent about four hours with it. So two hours of frustration, two hours of fun. I don't know if that's a great ratio. So something interesting, a great little piece of gaming history for people to go back to if you ever find a copy of it out in the wild for 360 or PS3. But just go in knowing that it's not perfect and you may have to get past some some bad camera and bad platforming. Little Nightmares. I finished Little Nightmares last Friday and wow... Yeah. Mm. Crazy. (laughs) I don't want to ruin it, but it's just, it's wild. And I got the DLC queued up for tonight. So I'm going to play the first piece of DLC tonight. There's two other pieces after that. And then I'm going to eventually go into the sequel. I was going to go straight into the sequel, but I remember Momo-chan saying that it was actually important to play the DLC. So I went ahead and bought the DLC. It was on sale on Steam for like 10 bucks. So figured, why not? Be checking that out. And that leads me to the last game of the week. I think you know what's coming. You know what it is. It's mm-hmm. that Pokemon Diamond Nuzlocke, baby. Oh, no. 
nuts my locks. <laughs> locking my nuts. You locking my nuts up, bro. That sounds, that sounds <laughs> naughty. <laughs> so this is part eight. So I defeated the gym leader, Candice, that I was fighting to get to in the last episode, the ice gym leader. She mm-hmm. used Pokemon that I have four times effectiveness against, like Obama Snow and Sneasel. Like, you know, Grass Ice or Ice Dark, fighting is going to annihilate them. But then she also pulled out a Metacam, which is Psychic Fighting. And I'm yeah. like, aren't you the Ice Gym leader? What is happening? Like, Anyways, don't have enough Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it was hailing because of the Obama Snow. So with it taking damage from Hail 2 and a couple of Fire Wheels, I was still able to take it down pretty easily. I left the gym and I went back to Lake Acuity. And the Team Galactic Goons that were blocking it had moved. Near the lake, I caught the tail end of Commander Jupiter defeating my rival and kind of rubbing his nose in it. And then she left for their headquarters in Veilstone. And so I, I went to Veilstone. And I went up to the headquarters. I remember not being able to get in before, but there was a Galactic team member on the outside. And he saw me and just ran off. And he dropped a warehouse key that let me into the basement. And I fought my way through to the upper floors of the actual headquarters to challenge Cyrus, the leader. I defeated him pretty easily, and he gave me a Master Ball as a way to recognize my skill. (laughs) I was like, okay, (laughs) thanks, bro. And then he said I could proceed if I wanted to to save the three lake Pokemon that they nabbed as he didn't need them anymore. He already got what he needed from them, and then he left for the summit of Mount Coronet. Now, this I found odd. He stole those Pokemon to create this item that he can use to summon Dialga, I guess, and we'll Hmm. get into why later on. But to me... If the legend is those three Pokemon were able to stop Dialga and you're trying to summon Dialga, wouldn't you want to keep those Pokemon to make sure they don't stop Dialga? None of it made sense. Anyways, whatever, he left. So I went ahead into the lab overseen by Commander Saturn. Saturn was baffled that the boss let me go too, and he challenged me to a battle. He sent out his Toxicroak after I KO'd his Kadabra and his Bronzor, and this time I was ready to take my revenge. Because Jimmy knows Earthquake, you motherfucker. This is for Bimmy, baby. (laughs) So after I laid him down with an Earthquake, Saturn stood back and I released the three Sprite Pokemon. And then he mentioned that Cyrus used them to craft a red band. And that was what he was going to use to try to bind something on Mount Coronet. We know it's probably going to be Dialga. So I left for Mount Coronet and proceeded to climb up to the peak. It is huge, and the climb took a long time. Between battling wild Pokemon, fighting Team Galactic members, and navigating the caves and the mountainside, I must have spent you know, the better part of a day trying to get up to the damn peak. And when I eventually arrived at the peak, which is called Spear Pillar, I found mm-hmm. all of the leaders of Team Galactic who called forth Dialga with the red chain they got from the three legendary sprite Pokemon. And then, cool graphics, by the way, and effects. I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. I forgot about all this. Just all the space-time warping and weirdness. They mentioned that they plan to use Dialga to end all existence and thus end all suffering. Where have we heard that before? (laughs) So, right. (laughs) Like, I'm going to end all suffering by ending all existence, said Japanese antagonist. So, (laughs) said Seymour. Right, <laughs> said Kuja, <laughs> like right. pretty much every Final Fantasy villain. So, right. um, my rival showed up to help me take on Mars and Jupiter. And after we defeated them through, you know, like the double team, Dialga began to construct a new universe around itself. And just when all hope seemed lost, what do you know? Those three legendary sprite Pokemon showed up and stopped Dialga, like I hey. thought they would. And they also crumbled the red chain in the process, so Cyrus couldn't start him up again. 
Silas was, uh, he was pretty distraught by what occurred, and he vowed to capture the sprite Pokemon again, then create another red chain, and then start over once he finished thrashing me. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. Mm. So he took out his Honchkrow, and despite it being super beefy, I was able to defeat it. And then I switched to Jubilee when I saw he was bringing in his high-level Gyarados. Now, Jubilee being a Luxray and being an electric Pokemon should be able to get four times the damage. Unfortunately, this Gyarados, knowing Intimidate, already lowered my attack, and my electric attack is attack-based, and it was six levels higher. So Jubilee was able to go first, but did not one-shot it with Spark, and then Gyarados retaliated with a devastatingly powerful Earthquake. It mm. just melted Jubilee's HP down to almost nothing. So with warning blips of red zone HP blaring in my panicked ears, I ordered one more Spark, put that beast down for good. After that, Goku made short work of his Weevil with close combat, and then he brought out his Crobat, which normally I would have Jubilee handle, but again, she was too weak, so it was up to Jimmy to pull his weight once again. Crobat hmm. was six levels higher than Jimmy, and even his not-so-effective flying moves actually did about a third of HP damage to him. So when I missed the first Rock Blast, I started to get kind of worried. <laughs> Jimmy activated his Quick Claw that he was holding so he could go first on the second turn, but he landed only two hits of Rock Blast and then barely broke even with the damage he had already taken. The third turn, he brought Crobat down to a sliver of life, but also suffered dire wounds, so both me and Cyrus healed our Pokemon in the following turn. And then after that, Jimmy just clutched it out. He did more Rock Blasts. He got in a critical, finally finished it off. Cyrus was done. He rambled a bit about becoming a god or something, and then he left. And I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> Professor <laughs> Rowan and Don appeared, and they were like, hey, look at Dialga. I think he wants you to tame him. He oh. was dragged out by Cyrus and forced to use his power, and he's upset. But I think you could be the one to stop him. <sighs> I knew this would be the ultimate boss battle. Me and my Pokemon versus this legendary time-space-bending dragon of steel and raw power. I slowly approached Dialga, steeled for battle. I reached into my bag, and then I smacked it with a Master Ball. Bye, Dialga! (laughs) (laughs) I named it OP and banned him to the PC. Right. (laughs) After the quote-unquote battle, Rowan told me that it was the most thrilling thing that he had witnessed in 60 years, and Don said we should leave. Right. So that's that's the end of of episode 8. We'll see what happens next. I got one more gym, and then it's off to the Elite Four to see if I can actually clinch this thing. So wish me luck, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I've never played the Diamond and Pearl games. So the fact that you run into Dialga before you even finish the game is kind of kind of cool. Yeah, they do that, too. If you go through the entire series, the penultimate legendary Pokemon, you know, on the box, sometimes Uh you run into them pre Elite Four or post Elite Four or pre eighth gym or post eighth gym. Ruby and Sapphire were like that, too, if I remember. I don't think you were completely finished with the gems before you got access to them. But don't quote me on that. It it could be maybe a change Emerald did. But yeah, I think it might be about time to get into gaming news. We got a lot of little tidbits this week, so I'm just going to bust them off. Quick Blitz style! Quick Blitz, TM! We didn't copy it. It's Quick Blitz. (laughs) Alright, so here's what we got. Dragon Quest Builders 2 is dropping on Xbox and Games Pass May the 4th. Do not sleep on this, Xbox owners. Dragon Quest Builders is so good. And I hear 2 is even better. Yeah. Check that out if you got access to it. 
The gold-plated Wii that was originally commissioned for Queen Elizabeth II went up for sale on eBay this week for $300,000. Ooh, so, baby. If you got a little Did extra, play it, though? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I didn't. I mean, she wears white gloves. She can't even see any fingerprints on the gold-plated Wiimote, so who knows? But right. I do well, know. I'm if, saying if she played it, it should be worth money. But if not, then yeah, you know? it's one of a kind, she, though. She, she never owned. I mean, if she never owned it, it's just just throw some gold plating on a Wii, and then boom, there you go. Yeah, I went to the actual listing, and at the time I looked at it, there were six people watching it, and there was a make an offer button. I was really tempted to be like, "Hey, can I get it for twenty? Twenty? Twenty dollars? Come on, bro." Come on, bro. <laughs> but I didn't want to be a dick about guy, it. Please. Yeah, I don't want to be, be that Be like 100000 <laughs> <laughs> And then like, it's sold. No, 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 Honey, we need to take out a mortgage. Right. So if you got a little bit of extra bread laying around, it's on eBay right now. I don't know if it's been bought yet. As of recording, I don't think it has. So Okay. Speaking of tough-to-find gaming consoles, what do you think is harder to get than a PS5 right now? I don't think anything is hard to get than a PS5. Well, how about PS5 Nike sneakers coming out next month? Oh, beep, 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 beep. PS5 Nike already. All right. <laughs> so in May, PS5 Nikes are dropping. I took a look at them. I don't think they look that great, but I'm not a sneaker guy. Maybe they look good to sneaker people. They look more like mm. tennis shoes or cross trainers. They look like high tops or anything. I don't know. Uh, you have to check it out and let me know. You might be more into shoes than me. I don't know. Shoe people, shoe heads. Any shoe heads in our listening base? Check out the sneakers. Let me know what you think. It's crazy. I used to be real into shoes. Now I just wear my boots everywhere. (laughs) I don't even use laces anymore. I use Velcro because I can't bend down for longer than three seconds before wheezing. And then my my lungs hurt and my ribs, (laughs) they poke into my legs. None of this happens yet, but it could. You never know. Right. Hell, there are my ass. <laughs> <laughs> there are rumors of a possible extra Smash Ultimate character for the second Fighters Pass. So check Ooh. this out. The eShop, and I, I may mess some of this up, so go research it yourself if you want to get the full details. But from what I can gather and what I've, I've heard from the videos I've watched, the eShop URLs for the different individual fighters and the fighter passes all have like a, a specific code that are, is sequential. So, for example, mm-hmm. for for Piranha Plant, the code could be like 4805, and then for Joker, 4806, and then for Hero, 4807. And then the okay. last one in sequence is the bonus me armor that you got for, I think the me costume was Rex for the first fighter's pass. So after mm-hmm. the last fighter, which would have been um, Byleth, then the next sequence would be that me costume, okay? okay? Now, in the second fighter's pass, it follows the same logic, it looks like. So the first fighter is, you know, blah, 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 two. Then the next fighter is blah, 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 three. And then it goes to the latest fighter, which is Pyren Mithra. And then it mm-hmm. skips two numbers, and then it gets to the ancient guardian Miklos. For the next sequence of numbers, or no, I, and well, not I'm sorry, not two. It skips three, because oh. there should only be two fighters left. But it looks All like right. there's there's space for three. That's what I mean. So mm-hmm. people are like speculating: is it just going to be another me costume? And other folks are like, no, nah, I don't, I don't think they do it that way because it would be announced earlier because of the way that there's a lot of speculation. But the way that they explained it, I'm thinking it might be another character. Now, I'm thinking it might be just. 
them throwing us a bone and maybe putting Waluigi in the game as a special thank you for buying both fighter passes, maybe something like that. But the thing is, it is actually place held. If you just put any random sequence of numbers in the eShop, it'll say this page doesn't exist. But when you put in that missing number that goes after the, the two expected fighters, it says that the page cannot be displayed or it cannot be found. Like it says it when, oh, when, shit. when, the, yeah, when there's a placeholder, like there's a Missingo. different message. Yeah, yeah. Missing <laughs> baby. for Smash. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, look it up, guys. It's all, it's all over YouTube right now. A lot of people are speculating about it. I'm actually kind of pumped. I love the fact that we possibly may be getting an extra character. I, especially if it's, Maybe even maybe they a character they've been trying to get for a while, but they couldn't work it out the legality like Sora, maybe or Mephisto, you know, could be Mephisto, could be Sam, (laughs) Sam Wilson's sister. No one knows. No one knows. (laughs) So there's that. And his arm. (laughs) (laughs) The last piece. Winter Soldier arm. (laughs) Welcome. Winter Soldier arm. And it's just like an invisible fighter, but just you can see the silver arm. That would be great. I have one more piece of news I want to get into before the state of play, but I know you got some quick bits, so go ahead, man. Quick bits, quick bits, quick shits, TM. Yeah, so anybody, if you didn't know, Near Replicant dropped this week. Uh, it is the PS3 version of Near that came out in Japan only. Oh, yeah, with a different in, protagonist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so it's a different protagonist, different story, different everything. So mm. that just dropped today. It's Near Replicant version 1.22 a bunch of other fucking random numbers that probably have no meaning, but probably all the meaning. So, <laughs> if you've played any of Yoko Taro's other games, Nier, Guard, anything, mm-hmm. they're batshit crazy, they're a lot of fun, the action is great, and I definitely plan on picking it up, I just don't know when, mm-hmm. because I got so much to play. But Backlog. Uh, yeah, exactly, backlog. And another thing, I don't know if you saw this, but do you remember that game Lost Soul Aside? No. It had a gameplay trailer for it a few years ago, and it was supposed to have been made and developed by one person. And the main character kind of looks like Noctis from Final Fantasy XV, and there mm. was a real action-oriented gameplay. Well, they just dropped another 17-minute trailer, mm. gameplay trailer, mm. and it's nuts. Mm. Like, it looks like they just they took inspiration from everything and just slammed it into this game into the combat system it huh. literally looks like devil may cry ninja gaiden near every action game that you can think of has some sort of presence in this game and it looks really dope when you get a chance take a look at it it's i mean it's it's great it looks great man. yeah i'll I just, check out that trailer i don't i have no idea what this game is maybe it'll trigger my memory when i watch it but the name isn't dropping yeah, it's like Black Myth Sun Wukong levels of just the trailer just dropped and it was this thing that everybody was talking about for a while. Mm, interesting. A few okay. years ago. So, okay, yeah. okay. Cool, cool. Well, I want to tell a story about my son. Not like a specific story, but I want to talk about him to add context to this next gaming story because I think that this will help understand why this might be a bad thing. So, and, and I think you can relate as the father of a young kid. So my, my son is starting to form a real attachment to his toys or his action figures or stuffed animals. He's assigning them personalities. He's setting them at the dinner table and he loves them. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you remember far back when you were a kid, I mean, I feel like that's young enough to where you can easily forget feeling like that. But anybody that has nieces or nephews or kids or can remember what it was like, a favorite toy can be like a companion for a kid. It can be really important. You'll grow to care about it. 
you, you become distraught when they're missing, like almost like you lost your little brother or your little sister. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that Nintendo pulled this move. You recall that Lego and Nintendo partnered to make Lego Mario sets, right? Yeah. The Lego Mario is electronic, and it connects to the Wi-Fi, and it actually gets updates from Nintendo. Okay. So far, okay. It, it emotes. Yeah. I get maybe it needs to, you know, what, what it needs to interact with new Lego sets. Okay. Well, about, I want to say, a week before the release of Lego Luigi... Lego Mario, and there's videos of it on the internet. You can go check it out. Lego Mario started calling out for his brother. Luigi! <laughs> oh, Luigi, where are you? Yep, Luigi! So he's basically calling out for his brother. Now, imagine you're a little kid, and your favorite toy is calling out for his long-last brother, and then you find out <laughs> that his brother is out there, and now you're like, we got to get that toy. Right. That's crazy. This is so fucked up. It's basically Nintendo advertising directly to children and emotionally manipulating them into buying another toy. That's what it seems like to me. It's next level shit. It is next level. And I can't believe that nobody thought that this might not be the greatest idea for (laughs) for uh, to manipulate a child's love for their favorite toy by having that toy ask them to buy another toy that they miss their brother. (laughs) It was just fucked up. And I get <laughs> that they crazy. probably thought it was a, a cute marketing thing. But, again, I'm not hearing that because I'm not – I mean, obviously, there are grown-ups that are playing with the Lego fucking Mario set. But if, right. if a child's playing with it, you know, the parent bought it for their kid, the parent's not mm-hmm. hearing that message. The kid's hearing that message, and they have an emotional attachment to that message of marketing, of buying something. So shame – Nintendo, shame, shame. I, I mean, what do you think? I'm, I'm not a fan of it for obvious reasons that I just explained, but yeah, it's, it's quite shameful. It if sucks. I have to say so myself. <laughs> That's why and I want to call out that too, context. It is, it is really creepy. creepy. It's super Luigi. creepy. Luigi, I need you, my brother. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> so just keep an eye out, uh, parents. If your kids are buying toys that can connect to the Wi-Fi, maybe think twice before doing it. I don't know. They might call yeah. out for new products. Right, they might, you know, what the fuck, Nintendo? Chucky on us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so Sony did drop a state of play this week. It actually dropped on the 29th. It was very short, so shouldn't take that long to go through. They talked about three games. There was a trailer for Subnautica Below Zero. I never played the original Subnautica. Did you? No, I never played it. I was always interested to play it though. I gotta wasn't say, it, wasn't it one of the free games? I, you know what, it might have been, and I, I don't know if I downloaded. Or was it Absu? No, I think that might have been Abzu. Okay. I'll have to go look because if Subnautica is anything like this trailer, I want to check it out. Below Zero showed a really interesting, vibrantly colorful world that had a lot. Of, it was a lot of deep sea exploration. You can make a little base and you're like searching for another team that was down there. You're interacting with or being attacked by or befriending a lot of different sea creatures that are fucking wild. And everything just looks really interesting. Below Zero is going to drop on ps4 and ps5 i believe on may 14th so go check out the trailer for those who are interested in possibly like a decent first person adventure game it looks like a fun experience to me i was very intrigued just by the trailer they announced that among us is dropping on ps4 and ps5 this year they didn't give it an exact date i thought it was already on ps4 but that's just shows you how much i pay attention to among us but (laughs) 
They did advertise that exclusive Ratchet and Clank skins can be used in Among Us for the Sony platforms. Cool. Oh, cool. And speaking of Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart got a beefy gameplay and weapons trailer. Mm, and it got me beefy. super... Like I, I think I told you before that something explodes in my brain when I smack a box with the ratchet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like bolts fly at you. And I'm like, ooh. I was watching this trailer and it was giving me that feeling just from watching it. I was like, oh, this looks so good. It's beautiful and detailed. They showed the weapons and talked about how each weapon affects the haptic controller and the trigger pulls and the vibrations. And it just looks so gorgeous. So I if you're at all planning to buy the game and excited about it, and you're not one of those people that I don't want to watch any trailers because it might spoil something for me. Because I don't think this spoils anything. It just kind of gives you the general conceit of the beginning of the story. I think it's a cool gameplay trailer to check out. And it got me super excited. Just as a reminder, Rift Apart drops on June 11th. And I will be getting that. That is going to be my mainstream game after Returnal for sure. I love Ratchet & Clank. I've beat and platinumed every single one that there is. And OG you know Ratchet and Clank fan. Yeah, I haven't played the first three or Deadlocked. You can borrow them from me if you want. They're worth it. Yeah, I mean, like, well, no, no. I have played the first. Well, technically, I've played the first one because the remake of the, no, the PS4. But I, feel like I know it's different. It's different but, but fair enough, yeah. Yeah, I played a little bit of it on the Ratchet and Clank collection. But I beat all the future games and Nexus and mm-hmm. the PS4 version. But yeah, Ratchet and Clank is, is dope. Yeah, Up Your Arsenal, which is the third game in the series, is probably the best there is. So if you're going to go back and play any of the older games, play that one. But if you're going to go back, back play all of them. <laughs> yeah, bring back Jack and Daxter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Fair and <enough>. Sly Cooper. <laughs> all right, all right. We need 3D platformers. <laughs> I was going to say, of all of those franchises, though, Ratchet & Clank has always been my favorite. I think just yeah, the, the combination of the wacky weapons and the currency system and the the levels and the planet traversal and everything. I've always been a huge fan. Like the other games are great and I've actually beaten all three of the first Jack and Daxter games, but nothing really hooks me like Ratchet and Clank does. So I'm super excited. I can't wait. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, speaking of being super excited this week, Derek, I just got to know, sir, what you feeling this week? I am feeling Castlevania season four Uh-oh. trailer that Uh-oh. dropped. Oh, goodness. oh my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> This is going to be the final season of the show. Oh, it is? It looks... Yes. So this is going to be like the series finale for the... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be bananas. Now, I'm assuming that... Because you know with Castlevania, you know, a different Belmont takes up the helm of Slam Dracula. So I'm thinking that there's going to be a sequel series and that they'll continue making them with new Belmonts. That'd be cool. Because I believe... This one's based off of Castlevania Trevor. Yeah, this is Trevor and Sypha, right? So yeah. their son is Simon, I believe. Oh, cool. Yeah, I believe their son is Simon. So. But it just shows us a whole bunch of awesome shit. Yeah. Isaac's whereabouts, the vampire sisters. Uh, uh, someone's trying to resurrect Dracula, obviously. Of course. And the comedy is there. The action is there. Alucard's kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be so good. And it comes out May 13th. Woo! They were just like, and guess what? It comes out in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I can't fucking wait. I'm going to binge that all in one day. I'm trying to get Vicky on watching yeah. it. Because if she can watch Invincible, she can watch Castlevania. Because her thing years ago was just not being really able to watch gory stuff. 
Mm. We're watching Invincible. We're watching The Walking Dead. We're watching, you know, Game of Thrones and shit. Like, this is Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You can watch Castlevania. Kristen was like that, too, to be honest. She really was. And then she got into True Blood, and then I was just like, yeah, you can't use that excuse anymore. And she's like, okay. Right. (laughs) I mean, there's still some stuff. Like, we're not going to just sit and watch Saw, because I don't want to watch that shit either. But (laughs) she can typically handle scary stuff and gore, especially if it's in service of a really good story. Like, she was super not interested in watching Stranger Things. But once I got Mm -hmm. her past that first episode, she was hooked, and she ended up loving that show. So. You just you gotta pick your battles. You gotta have the trust of your loved one and lead them by the hand and prepare them well into that good yeah. show that they can look past the gore. Because you're right. I mean, I don't hate on anybody that doesn't want to see really violent stuff or gore. I get it because I have my own gore limit. Like I said, any any torture porn, I don't want it. I don't. Right. I don't want any part no. of it. I hate it. But I don't judge people who like it because again, that's you know everybody has their limit. Right. But if I know that somebody is kind of sensitive to that, but I know that the story is really good and they'd really dig it, then, you know, I feel like there's a trade off. And I feel like animated gore isn't really the same as, you know, like live action, so to speak. Right. So, yeah. I mean, because Invincible a... is violent as hell, but I was never like, oh, except man. for that part where he grabbed that guy's spine. <laughs> oh, man. And when he grabbed that guy's uh, head. Uh, I mean, maybe we should talk too much about head. it. But yeah, yeah but no, I'm sorry. Right. No, but... right. no, yeah. No, no, I mean, yeah. I don't want to ruin too much about it. So, I, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Castlevania? <laughs> yeah, Castlevania. So, well, we're past Castlevania at this point. That's what I'm feeling. But yeah. I just wanted to also put in there that me and Vicky are doing this thing now where mm-hmm. if I want her to watch something, I have to watch the equivalent amount of time of something that she wants me to watch. You guys got to watch so Legally ins- Blonde. Right. <laughs> well, for instance, like, uh, I think it was Valentine's Day. She made me watch High School Musical because she loved it when she was younger. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking awful. <laughs> but it was oh, fun to, like, her. look at it and be like, wow, you used to love this, huh? <laughs> uh, my, yeah. And I think last week she had me watch Master of Disguise. Mm. Oh, Because no. I had never seen it. I remember the commercials. Oh, no. Like, you know, turtle, turtle. No. <laughs> what about a turtle enough for the turtle club? Turtle. And, oh, my God, that movie did not age well at all. Was it good in the begin with? Because I don't remember it being good at the begin with. Well, I, I assume, like, you could have had some fun with it back in the mm-hmm. day. But I was just like, oh, my God. This that is... shit bombed, And yo. the thing that threw me for a loop was that Data from <laughs> Star Trek was the villain. Mm-hmm. And I was, he just had this thing where he kept farting on accident and it was funny. Ha ha. Fart and, jokes. Uh, yeah, but it was actually pretty funny because he would say was he something. Like, was he monologuing like, and that's how yeah, I'll take over the world. Yeah, and then he'll laugh and then he'll fart. <laughs> and then wow. he'll just get quiet. And then they do it again the same time. Oh and then God. the third time, they don't do it. But then a few seconds later, he does it. So it, it, it was funny. But there was a scene where the main character is like, He's like, yo, you have to become another person. And he's like, become another person. Become, an- become another person. And he starts talking in a very stereotypical Indian accent. Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to have blackface on and wearing a turban. <laughs> and I was like, babe. So he was doing a Dragon Ball. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I said, babe. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't it. <laughs> no. This yeah, well, yeah. If you guys enjoy really lame, terrible two thousands ish comedies, go ahead and watch Love Guru while you're at it. That's a lot of fun. Oh Jesus, no! And by I've that I mean, I no, I don't want to. Don't, don't, don't watch it. <laughs> but, 
that yeah, that, that's that's yeah, that's what I'm feeling. So oh, so you're so you're feeling Masters Castlevania, guys. Castlevania, <laughs> Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> Season four, baby. Yeah, okay. Master of Disguise. Got it. I'll put that in the notes. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this week, not a whole lot of new stuff happened. That was great. Wanna? I had this listed for a previous week, but then something else came up, like right at the last minute. So I'm going to reach back into my YouTube channel bag of tricks and I'm going to pull out an old YouTube channel that I really dug that people might have some fun with. Do you remember Crispy Crime? Crispy Crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Froggy Fresh. <laughs> yeah. He had to change his name because Crispy Cream was like, hey, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's this there's this kid that raps on the internet and I, I think he's doing a bit. I think he's doing a bit because he held characters so well on Tosh and because mm-hmm. he was on Tosh eventually. That's not where I discovered him. I, but you and I have been watching YouTube like it's cable for the, like, the last decade or more. But right. he got famous for doing this kind of really low-budget rap song. And he's got like his partner, Moneymaker Mike, mm-hmm. I think. Something like that. But <laughs> he's just got like this South Carolina accent. He's like, I am the baddest dude around. <laughs> and, and at one point in the video, like he looks like he needs to blow his nose. <laughs> It's just really <laughs> stupid. And he actually made a bunch of other songs, and it started to get almost kind of Fresh Prince, Nightmare on Elm Street-ish, where, where like he would rap about, like, you know, parents just don't understand, or why is James crying? Because he just got dunked on. And it's just, mm-hmm. a, it's just a rap song about them playing basketball in their driveway. It's just stupid shit. But it's so funny. So mm. if you want to bop and laugh a little bit today... Go check out the YouTube channel. Search Froggy Fresh on YouTube. You'll be not disappointed. He did a a rap. One of my favorite things he did was he did a list of stuff that he wants for Christmas. It was like a Christmas rap. He said Mm -hmm. the first part of the song, he goes, first things first, go figure. It's a brand new John Cena action figure. Second thing, (laughs) guess what? It's a real cute girl with a real cute butt. I was like, okay, fair enough. (laughs) Right. so he's got uh, bars yeah he's got bars it's it's charming he he uh he he talks some shit about jay-z says beyonce wants to get with him i was like damn okay wow shots fired that is what i'm feeling that old youtube channel that i have not seen in a while but nothing new happened this week so there you go okay cool all right well that my friend ladies and gentlemen out there in the crowd that is the end of our episode thank you for coming out we do appreciate you and for folks maybe interested in picking up a few of those Amiibos, some of that rare shit that you picked up this week, gamer goodies possibly, maybe even more, where can they locate you at to find that stuff? They can check my eBay store out, ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. They can follow me on Instagram for stuff that I post at gamer goodies more and the same on Twitter at goodies underscore more. And there's also a Facebook page you can follow. It's called guess what it is. Gamer goodies and more. Oh, nice. So check all those out. Follow me. Leave a like. Send me questions about stuff you want or need. And I will get back to you. And we'll figure something out. And you can just enjoy, you know, the stuff that I post. Because I'm doing better at posting stuff daily. So You sure are. It's not going to be it's it. not gonna be fucking barren. No post land. So. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Right on. All right, and if you're interested in the show, you can find us, of course, at our hub, anchor.fm slash player2 is enter the pod. 
and we post every single Sunday. You can find our episodes pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash player two is enter the pod. We're on YouTube and a channel called player two is enter the podcast. We put up links to our episodes there as well as clips throughout the week. If you just want to get a little snippet here and there, you can follow me personally. I'm on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL and I Twitch stream every week, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. This upcoming mainstream for Tuesday and Thursday is going to be Returnal. So if you're interested in all in that PS5 game, I'm going to be playing that on Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm playing Brawlers on Mondays. Right now it's Wolverine Origins, and I'm doing a lot of Little Nightmares content for Fridays. So come check me out. Previous episodes are on YouTube at MC Paper Stacks Plays. And if you want to get a hold of us to ask any questions, maybe come on the show, maybe make some suggestions, some comments, criticisms, whatever you got, you can email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. All right. It was a good one. I had a lot of fun today. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. I'll see y'all next week, and I will see you, my good friend, next week. Bye-bye. All right. Peace.